Good morning. Welcome to Apple Turnover for April 22nd, 2023. The New York Mets defeated the San Francisco Giants by a score of 7-0 last night in Oracle Park in San Francisco. Joey Lucchese making his first start in almost two years, pitched seven shutout innings, making him the first Mets pitcher to throw a pitch in the seventh inning, let alone, sorry, starting pitcher to throw a pitch in the seventh inning, let alone complete the seventh inning. He had eight strikeouts, two walks, and four hits. He looked fantastic. Uh, that's the story here. Regardless of what else happened, which included a, a Pete Alonso home run, uh, some lucky situations with uh, a, a swinging bump by Jeff McNeil, the ball hitting him on the way to first base, all of these things are, are important to the victory. But Joey Lucchese is a story here. So I had written yesterday for AmazingAvenue.com about how the Mets basically only have four viable options to fill their rotation along with Kodai Senga right now. How because of the injuries to Quintana and Verlander and Carrasco, because of the uh, suspension of Scherzer, there's really only four options out there that make any sense for the team at this moment. And those four are Jose Buto, David Peterson, Tyler McGill, and Joey Lucchese. Of all of those, Lucchese was the biggest question mark, not because of his past history, but because this is this is his first time coming back. Rather, this is his first start in the majors, coming back from Tommy John surgery. I think Lucchese put all that to rest last night. I mean, look, he's not going to throw seven shutout innings every start for the rest of his career. He's a guy who could barely get through two times to the rotation many times early in his career. And he looked fantastic last night. He gave up a double in the first inning, I believe. And that was the only extra base hit recorded against him. He was getting better as the game was going on. He was really spotting his fastball. Gary Cohen made a uh, made it a point to keep pointing out how he was just hitting the corners with his fastball, using that to establish the, cur- the churve. You know, in the past, he would be sort of churve-reliant, and hitters would just kind of sit on the churve and not swing at it because the fastball wasn't good enough to necessarily set it up. But last night, his fastball was just, he had basically pinpoint control. And the churve was working, and it was just great to see. I mean, look, as a Mets fan, yes, you want to see your team win every time. As a, just somebody rooting for an athlete, just, you know, I think all of us recognize that there are times when, our lives go away. We don't want them to. And for athletes, injury is, you know, a huge risk all the time. And so I personally am always trying to root for someone coming back from injury, that they're healthy, that they're able to keep doing the thing that they love. And so just from like a human perspective, seeing Lucchese go out there and be so dominant was just amazing. Like I said, Pete Alonso hit a towering two-run homer to dead, to dead center field. Uh, it probably wouldn't have been a home run before they brought the fences in, but that center field always was one of the more intense, intense is the exact wrong word, one of the more uh, just intimidating, uh, you know, sections in any ballpark in baseball. I, I had not seen too many home runs go to dead center in Oracle Park. And, uh, you know, it, it was just off the bat, you thought, oh, this is a chance. And then it it just completely, it just kept, kept carrying and, you know, gave Pete his 10th home run of the season, which ties him for, or puts him in in front of the major league lead for right now for home runs. It's also the most home run a Met home runs a Met has ever hit in April and today is only the 22nd and there are many more games to play in April so it looks like Pete's going to uh continue to pad that record and even if he doesn't 10 in April is still an incredible feat. Uh you know Keith was talking on the broadcast last night about just how this is going to be a special season for 
Alonzo, and I think I think he's right. You know, obviously things can change quickly, but he just seems from from an outsider's non scouting eye, he seems to be laying off bad pitches uh, in a way that he really wasn't before, and. Um, you know, the ball seems to be carrying better this year than it was last year. I'm not going to call it juiced, necessarily. But, you know, he, he the ball is carrying more. So the combination of having a better eye at the plate and a ball that is, you know, performing in a certain way, it seems like Alonzo was just poised to have this, this big, big season. The other part of the story I think is really worth talking about today is that the Mets are 7-1 and on a West Coast road trip. And I... I did not look this up, but I cannot remember a time when the Mets were this dominant on a West Coast road trip. It tends to be uh, one of the low points of the year in terms of how they perform. But I don't know. This this year, the team has just managed to survive this road trip with flying colors. And again, this road trip saw three innings from Max Scherzer, zero innings from Justin Verlander, Saw a start from Jose Buto, from Joey Lucchese. Um, you know, even the game that the Mets lost, I will chalk it up to the fact that they were facing one of the top five lefties in baseball history in Clayton Kershaw. You know, um, they're, they're, just, they're just playing really good baseball right now. And aside from that Milwaukee series where they looked absolutely lost, the Mets have just... They've looked really good this season. They have, they have won every series except for that one. Um, they are are doing so. They're 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 winning games in ways that don't seem too terribly based on luck. Although luck is obviously always a part of baseball, but they're just they're they're performing really admirably right now. And uh, we talk all the time about how you know a win in April is the same as a win in September in terms of the record. And so it's nice to see the Mets winning games in April that I think would have been easily excused if they didn't win because it helps that that overall record. You know, I was talking about this about the Rays a week ago or so with a friend of mine saying, you know, that no team has ever the, – the old expression is, you know, no team has ever won a division in April. But I said, but the Rays are coming close because the Rays are – they were padding their win total – just in a way where they can go on a five, six game losing streak and still be where they essentially want to be in the start of the season. And so I feel kind of the same way about the Mets right now. You know, they are they are just they're they're performing above expectation, both based on the teams they're playing, based on the makeup of their roster, and it's it's fun to watch. It's really fun to watch. Um if the Mets can win today or tomorrow they will be minimum eight and two on the road trip, possibly a nine and one ten game West Coast road trip. That is uh that's impressive stuff. It's been a fun week or so to be a Mets fan. Well, thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate it. Go to patreon.com slash home on applesauce to support these podcasts directly. Follow me on Twitter at Brian Needs an app. And until next time, let's go Mets. <laughs>